All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, welcome back to the iFit Model Basics of Nutrition. This is episode four. This is the wrap-up session and putting it all together. And it's, this is the exciting part. This is the part where people have the most questions. But today what we're going to do is just put everything together that we've talked about with carbs, fats, and proteins and understand how we can actually use it in our everyday life. So I am your host, Aaron Zambrano of iFit Model. And let's go ahead and start the show. Welcome to the iFit Model Podcast, where our goal is to teach you the facts on living a healthy lifestyle through fitness, nutrition, and positive mindset changes. Your host has over 50 personal training and nutrition certifications, along with his exercise science degree. He has spent two decades in the fitness industry transforming bodies, minds, and lives with his science-based and habit-changing approach. Here is your host, Aaron Zambrano. So I get a lot of questions, you know, I, I go through and teach people the carbs, uh, the, what carbs are about, the energy sources, the fats, the good fats and, and, and understanding all that and also the protein stuff. And sometimes people just still have a lot of questions and they're not sure how to get it all together and actually implement it into their life. So today's show is all about showing you how to implement it into your life and understanding how you can use all these things. And there's going to be some extra things that I haven't really spent a lot of time talking about, but we'll get into a little more detail today. But I have top 10 lists that, that I really try to get everybody to follow uh, when it comes to, to their nutrition. But let's just do a quick recap and understand what we want to do in regards to the, the good types of choices that we want to make with, with the carbs, fats, and proteins. So First and foremost, when we're eating the carbohydrates and we're picking the carbohydrates, uh, we want to get those carbs that our body can use, the more natural types of carbs, the carbs that grow from the earth. So those are going to be like your rice, your potatoes, uh, your, your oatmeal, uh, things like that. And so we want to get the foods that, are, that aren't as processed. And that's basically how we want to pick a carb. We want to try to stay away from the white flowers and things like that. And when we're picking proteins... Um, we want to pick the proteins that, again, aren't as processed or aren't processed at all and, and, and the leaner cuts of meat as well, the ones that don't have a lot of saturated fat. So we want to pick the chicken breast, the turkey breast, uh, uh, most fishes uh, for the most part. And we really want to try, try to stay away from the high fatty foods um, like, uh, you know, dark meat, poultry, whether it's chicken or turkey. We also want to stay away from the high fatty beefs, the lambs, the porks uh, and things like that. We also want to stay away from the processed meats like deli meat, turkey, uh, you know, sausages, hot dogs, things like that. Now, that pretty much wraps up the, the, the proteins and the carbs. And then now the fats, when you're picking fats, you want to stay, stay closer and pick the, the, the fats that are the, 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 the good fats, the unsaturated fats. And those are going to be like your nuts, whether it's almonds, cashews, um, uh, not peanuts. Peanuts are actually a, a, a legume. Um, but they are high in fat, um, walnuts, those types of fats. We also want to get fats from, from natural sources like, like salmon, like that omega three fatty acids. Those are the types of fatty acids that are actually going to help, help with our cholesterol levels, reduce the risk of heart disease, uh, and, and reduce our total cholesterol levels, increase our, our, our good cholesterol and decrease our bad cholesterol. And so we want to stay away from the fats that, 
are saturated. Um, like then the saturated fats come from animal fats. So we want to try to stay away from foods like that. And the third type of fat that we want to try to stay away from are the trans fats. And those are the man-made fats that we usually find in, in products that are there that have a long shelf life. And those are the things that really, really, really are harmful to our health. So that's just a quick recap of the types of foods um, that we want to stick with and the types of things we want to stay away from. So how do we put all this stuff together? Well, it's, it's fairly easy. The, the, the first part is how we actually combine these foods to make, make it a meal. And again, if we can go back and think about what a carb is, what a fat is, and what a protein is, and think about their functions, we'll, we'll remember that a carb and a fat, both of those are energy sources. And so very rarely do you ever want to combine both of those um, in an energy source. So I normally tell people, this is what you have to do. And this is why a lot of people will come see me for customized meal plans and such because they don't really know how to, A, they don't know how to pair foods and combine foods, but B, they also don't know their portion sizes. So the first step is try to understand what your portion sizes are. So you have to understand what a full size carb portion is going to be. You have to get your full size protein portion and then your full size fat portion. So now that you have those, the way that you're, you're really going to pair them, there's three basic ways. You're either going to do a full carb portion, which is going to be an energy uh, energy portion. You're going to do your full protein portion, and then you're going to do your vegetable. Now you can also flip-flop it. If you want another energy source and you want it to come from fat, you can do a full fat portion, your protein portion, and a vegetable. Now the third way is to do half of your carb portion, half of your fat portion and a full protein portion. And that's basically combines into a meal also with your vegetables. And so that's just the easy, easiest way to explain how to pair it. The toughest and most challenging uh, aspect of that is trying to understand what your portion sizes are. And, you know, that's, that's a, that's a tough part. And I'll just give you some quick ranges. Um, and this is, this is just definitely a general idea, but a quick range is women are usually going to be anywhere between 20, two grams of carbohydrates per serving to about 33 grams of carbohydrates per serving. Guys can be as little as 33 grams of carbohydrates up to 55 grams of carbohydrates per serving. And again, these are just general ranges. It's just an idea of all the years that I've worked with with competitive athletes and just normal everyday people. This is usually where people stay within. So that's your carb portion there. Um, the protein portions for women can be anywhere between three to four ounces of protein. Sometimes can even stretch up to five ounces of protein depending on, on the woman. Um, and for, for guys, the, the protein portion is usually anywhere between four and six ounces of protein. And then the fat portions, um, those are basically going to be anywhere between about nine or excuse me, eight grams of fat to 16 grams of fat uh, for most women. And guys are going to be anywhere between uh, 16 grams of fat up to about 24 grams of fat per serving. So th again, that's just a, a general rule of thumb. Um, and it's, it's definitely not exact, but if you can, you can start with some kind of general plan, you can start to, to figure out what your portion sizes are going to be. So now that we kind of understand the portion sizes, how do we actually create meals and make meals? Well, the first step is in the meal prep process. You know, when you first go to the grocery store, the first thing that you want to do is make sure that you're not going out and buying junk. If you buy junk, you're going to eat junk. So if you buy good, high quality foods, chances are you're going to make a good, high quality meal. You, it's really hard to mess that up. Now you can mess it up and, and we'll go through that here in a second. But for the most part, stick with good foods, stick with the meats that you can 
can eat, stick with the carbs that you can eat, stick with the fats that you can eat, and then also get your vegetables. And as long as you buy that stuff, you're going to be on the right track. So when you meal prep, the one of the biggest things that I see a lot of people do is they'll use tons and tons of oil when they're cooking their meats. And that's, that's, that's just going to add fat to the cooking process. It's going to add unnecessary fats. If you go back and you think about all the fats talk that we had before, you know, I said, I talked a little bit about fats having a a heating, uh, a burn point and all fats kind of go through this. So every fat has a burn point. And basically the burn point is, is where it goes through a chemical change and turns into a, a bad fat. So a lot of people cook with olive oil and olive oil has a fairly low burn point. So once it starts to get heated, it takes its good fat properties into, into poor fat properties. And so th- that's something that we really want to try to stay away from. So we don't want to, to add uh, oil to the cooking process because those are, that's the, what I call hitting calories. Those are the calories that we're not really taking into consideration in, into the, 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 the meals and the calories that we're putting into our body. So we want to make sure we're not cooking with oil. So when we cook our meats, you know, and it's usually when when people are making their meats. When we cook our meats, we want to make sure that we cook it dry with no butter, no oil. Now, you can use uh, cooking spray. Cooking spray would actually allow you to use a little bit of oil. Cooking spray is actually oil. Don't don't let the marketing on the label confuse you to think that it's actually fat-free cooking spray. It's actually oil in a bottle. But what what it does is it allows us to minimize the amount of oil that we use. Now, as long as you're not you know sitting there spraying for 20 minutes on the pan and trying to coat the pan completely, then it, it's going to be a lot better choice for you to use cooking spray so your meat doesn't stick. So. For the most part, you know, don't use any oil when you're cooking your food. That's first and foremost. So when you're making your meats, make sure that you you grill them, you bake them, you can broil them. Um, I wouldn't suggest to boil them, but broil is fine. Um, there aren't a lot of people who do that these days, but you can definitely do that. And if again, if you need to use a little cooking spray for your fish or, or your chicken or whatnot, then you can go right ahead and do that. Most of the meats that we're going to cook have a little bit of fat in there, um, and they can actually uh, they will actually line the pan themselves with their natural fats that are that are cooking out of it. Um, sometimes I usually will recommend uh, with like chicken breast, for example, is to put a little bit of water on the bottom of the pan and that will actually help the, 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 the chicken from sticking on the pan itself. And then once it starts to get heated up, the fat will start to come out and then it will naturally coat the pan with its own juices. So that's one way of doing it that you can do, but you can use a little bit of cooking spray if you absolutely needed to. And then when you're doing your, your carbs, you know, if you're doing your rice, obviously you're going to boil and steam. You don't want to put any, any oil. You don't want to put any butter in that. Uh, if you're doing, you know, a baked potato or baked sweet potato, you just bake it in the oven. Um, but you, de- again, you just don't want to add butters or fats to the cooking process. And as long as you cook the meats with no butters and fats, then you, you're going to be on the right track. Now, seasoning is fair game. A lot of people ask, well, what about sodium? Should I, should I concentrate on sodium? Well, no. I mean, for, for the most part, most people don't take in a lot of sodium unless they're doing a lot of prepackaged foods. If you're doing a lot of prepackaged foods, then yeah, of course, you want to worry about sodium. But if you're cooking in this manner where you're eating the lean cuts of meats, you're eating the non-processed carbohydrates, and, and you're getting the good for you fats that aren't salted and roasted and, and, and things like that, then you're, you're not really going to be getting a lot of sodium in your diet in comparison to, to somebody who's eating a lot of packaged foods. So sodium is something you really don't want to worry about unless your, your doctor you know recommends that you stay away from high sodium uh, products because of blood pressure or whatever issues. Always listen to your doctor before you listen to any other professional for the most part. That's a, that's a disclaimer there. 
Um, but you, 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 you don't really want to care too much about the sodium. So season your food the way that you want to season it. Even if you have sodium issues and things that you need to stay away from, then there's, there's products out there, sodium free seasonings that you can actually go out there and, and get and put on your food. I actually prefer to get the no sodium products and then I will add my own salt to it, uh, just so I can control the amount of sodium that, that's that's going to be on my food. Um, and everybody has a different, uh, you know, a flavor. Some people actually like to cook their food and like the flavor of food with absolutely no, no salt. Some people like it lightly salted and some people like it medium salted. So, you know, I like to get the, the sodium free and add my own salt to it. Uh, that way I can control the amount of sodium that, that I'm putting in there, but you don't need to worry about sodium. You definitely need to make your food taste good. And, and that's, that's going to be a big key is, is if this food does not taste good, you are not going to eat healthy. And so you want to make sure that your, your, your food is tasting good. Use whatever seasonings you want, whether it's chicken fajita seasoning, beef fajita seasoning, um, whether it's an Italian type seasoning, or, you know, you can get it as wild as you want and get, you know, Jamaican jerk seasoning. I'm a big fan of, of Mediterranean, uh, seasonings. Um, and I like to, to have different flavors. And so, that's going to be key in, in really enjoying your food. So make sure that, that you season it. And so now that you have all your food made, you have your vegetables made, um, you have your carbs made, your proteins made, and obviously your fats are usually done raw. If you're doing nuts, you're usually doing raw nuts, so you don't necessarily have to cook those. Or if you're doing avocado, again, you don't necessarily have to cook those. So that's the, that's the easy part. Um, and so now that you have all these together, go back to the portion size that I explained to you. You have a full, full portion of carb serving. You have your full portion of fat serving and your full portion of protein servings. You're either going to do a carb, uh, a, a protein, a full carb, a full protein, and your vegetable, or you're going to do a full fat, a full protein, and a vegetable. If you want both carbs and fats in your diet, then do a half carb, a half serving of carbs, a half serving of fats, a full serving of protein, and your vegetables. And so that's how you're going to pair it together. So we've gone through the grocery store process. We've gone how to cook it. We've actually gone now how to pair it. So all you want to do now is just put it in your individual Tupper, Tupperware containers and space it out. And now you have meals for the rest of the week. And so we've just gone over meal prep and it was a complete accident. I didn't even try. <laughs> but this is this is the easiest way to explain it to people of how to take it from the grocery store and take it and put it into your fridge and actually prepare it. So when you're preparing your foods, you want to make sure that you have a protein at every single meal, even even a snack. Um, typically, a lot of times people will do a snack as like a, a banana or an apple or or even a granola bar um, if, if they go that route. But you want to make sure that you have a protein at every single meal. If we go back to all the things that we talked about uh, in regards to protein, protein satisfies your hunger. So if you find yourself on a healthy eating plan and you're hungry all the time, chances are you need to increase your protein. So you have, let's just say you have your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay. And then you have your snack in between breakfast and lunch, and you have your snack in between lunch and dinner. Well, make sure that those snacks have protein in them. Okay. It's going to, it's going to be an important thing to help you stay satisfied and, and also help, help control your blood sugar levels. Um, one of the things that, that I didn't spend a lot of time on was talking about how protein will actually slow down, uh, the rate at which your, your body absorbs a carbohydrate. And so that what that does is it keeps your blood sugar levels at, at a pretty even keel. So you're not going these ups and downs with, with, with these energy levels. You stay pretty consistent the entire time. And 
that's by adding a protein because it slows down how fast the protein or excuse me, how fast the carb is absorbed into your blood system. So make sure you eat a protein at every single meal. And so we've already talked about how to, to, to map it out and, and do those things. But one of the other things that you want to do is you want to make sure that you always plan ahead. You want to make sure that you know what you're going to be eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You want to know, uh, make sure that you know what you're eating for snack one and snack two. And even some people who have a snack three, you want to make sure that you know exactly what you're going to be doing tomorrow. If you talk to any big time uh, fitness person who really follows a healthy eating plan, they can probably tell you exactly what they're going to eat tomorrow. They can tell you what they're going to eat the next day. They can tell you what they're going to eat the day after that. And chances are they can tell you up to four to seven days because these people plan out their meals and they know exactly what they're going to do. You know, I, I, don't, I can't tell you how many people, you know, that I have nutrition consultations with and they'll come into me and, and I'm like, okay, what do you eat for, for breakfast? And they're like, uh, you know, I'll, you know, stop where whatever I feel like eating, I'm going to go eat that. Okay. What do you eat for lunch? Uh, just whatever I feel like eating that day, I'll go eat for lunch. And then what do you eat for dinner? Um, whatever is fast and easy on my way home or whatever my wife cooks, you know, and, and that's basically how people choose their food. And, and no wonder that we're making so many bad choices. We're making so many bad choices because we have no plan whatsoever. You know, if you're starting a business, they always say, you always have to get a business plan in place, first of all, to see if your plan even makes sense and if your business can even survive, but also so you have some sort of direction and guidance and you have to plan your meals out. If you don't, you are, you, you are not very likely to maintain a healthy eating regimen. So take, take five minutes to sit down and just write out what you're going to eat you know, for your breakfast, lunch, and dinner and your two snacks and maybe even your third snack after, after your dinner time. And so write that out for the next day. Write that out for the next two days. Don't, don't get too crazy or overcomplicated. Just write it out what you're going to do tomorrow. I usually tell people to, to do it for one day at least to start and then they can do it two days. I personally don't like to sit down and write these things out every day. So I will write it out for the next five days. Um, because I just don't want to spend a lot of time and the faster, the more I can get done in, in one time, I'll shoot out five days of, of, of diet, you know, what I'm going to eat for the next five meals excuse me, for the next five days at all my meals. So make sure you map out and you know what you're going to be eating tomorrow. That's going to be an important thing. Map out, know what you're eating tomorrow. So the next thing is a lot of people, are, they hear me talking about this five times a day, you know, or even six, six meals a day. You know, everybody's heard, you know, when you start a healthy eating program, you want to make sure that you eat small meals and, and you eat throughout the day. And yeah, the goal is to eat six and seven times a day. But if you're only eating twice a day now, let's say you're only eating lunch and dinner, which is most cases for most people. If you're only eating lunch and dinner, then what you want to do, the next step is to make sure that you're eating a third meal. Yeah, our goal is six and seven times a day, but if you're only at two meals a day now, the next step is to eat three meals a day, wherever you can add that in. I would suggest to do that as your first meal if you're only doing breakfast and lunch now, but try to add that third meal. Once you're consistent at adding that third meal, then try to add that fourth meal, whether it's a snack between breakfast and lunch or whether it's a snack between uh lunch and dinner. Try to add that fourth meal. And what you'll notice is as you start to eat more food, 
you are going to start getting a lot hungrier. And, and, and why? Because your metabolism actually starts to function the way it's supposed to function. And you're, you're burning a lot more calories. Therefore, you need a lot more calories to get it going. It, it sounds so weird. So if I eat more, my, my body's going to burn more calories. Absolutely. You know, think of, think of your, your, your metabolism as, as an engine. Okay. And your, your engine, you know, it does, it's not going to perform that well if you have low oil levels. Okay. And, and it's just not going to function the way it needs to function. Your car is not going to run the way it needs to run. It's going to run very slow. But the minute that you fill that up with fresh oil and you, you fill it all the way up to the top, now your engine is going to run much faster and it's going to be, be burning a lot more calories. And yes, if you eat more, if you feed that engine more, you are going to burn more calories. And so it, it's, it's a weird concept for a lot of people because most people think, oh, if I want to lose fat or if I want to lose weight, I need to eat less. And that's not the truth at all. You need to eat less of the bad food, but you actually need to eat more of the good food. Anytime that you're starting a healthy eating plan, you always want to think of it in a positive mindset. So you want to think about the things that you need to add to your diet versus what you need to take away. You know, if, if you know that you have a problem with eating Egg McMuffins every single morning, well, don't think about, well, I need to take away my Egg McMuffins. Think about, well, I need to add oatmeal and, you know, egg whites to my breakfast, or, you know, I need to add a protein shake or a, a fruit smoothie with low amounts of fruit, high amounts of protein. You know, think about what you need to add to your diet and not what you need to take away. It just gives you a much more positive mindset and you're more likely to do it. And when you can focus on adding all these good foods to your diet, you will notice you will slowly, slowly start to naturally eliminate those bad foods and those foods that you really don't care about. And so, so always think about what you want to add to your food, not or what you want to add to your diet, not what you want to take away. So increase your meal frequency. That's what you want to do. You want to try to eat out or excuse me, you want to try to eat anywhere between six and seven times a day. That's the goal. But if you're at two, then jump it up to three meals per day. If you're at, if you're at three already, bump it up to four meals a day and slowly work your way up to that point. You can't give up because if you give up now, you'll never get there. So you have to understand that it's going to be a process and it's going to take a long time. Most people that come in and work with me, it takes them anywhere between three months to a year before they finally figure out the, the way that they need to eat. And yes, it takes that long. And so you need to understand that even when they work with the professional, it takes as little as three months, as much as a year. Okay. So if you're doing this on your own, give yourself a little more leeway. Don't try to be so perfect in a week. Don't try to be so perfect in two weeks or even a month. Give yourself time to get there. And if you're not getting there, it's okay. Keep building on what you do have. Don't focus so much on what all you're doing wrong. Just focus on all the things that you can do and you can do better. And again, if you focus on those things that you can do better, you naturally will start to push out your bad habits. Okay. So try to work your way up to eating six, seven times a day. Now, the, the next key that I'm going to tell you is really try to, to not skip meals. I, I know it's, it's, it's easy for, for a professional to say, and, but when, when somebody is going through a weight loss, uh, uh, idea or mentality, you know, again, we go back to, Hey, I need to lower the amount of calories that I'm eating. 
or I need to not eat as much. And and yes, those are somewhat true. You need to eat not eat as much if you're eating bad foods, but if you're eating good foods, you actually want to eat more of those things. So you want to make sure that you're not skipping meals. Now, what is skipping meals actually going to do for your body? Well, number one, it's going to keep you really, really, really hungry for your next meal. So understand this. And, and, and I, I, I speak a lot about a health and fitness guru out of the Dallas Fort Worth area. His name is Larry North. He's been a huge mentor to me. Um, but he says all the time, under eating leads to overeating. Okay. If you've ever noticed, you know, most people eat lunch at noon and or noon or one o'clock and they don't eat again until seven or eight o'clock at night. When is people's biggest meal of the day? Dinner time. Well, think about it. If you eat at noon and you don't eat again till seven or eight o'clock at night, you have just gone seven to eight hours without any food. Okay. Because typically you're supposed to have two, about two meals in, in that time period. Um, and so if you're skipping, and so basically you've skipped meals. So if you skip those meals, you're going to be extremely hungry at your next meal. And if you get, and everybody's hungry, everybody gets really hungry and they'll make extremely bad choices and we'll start arguing with our wife and our girlfriend and, and things like that. So all, all bets are off when we're hungry and we'll make the worst decisions in the world. I think there's been more divorces caused by, uh, by skipping meals than actual financial problems. <laughs> but you know, we, what we want to do is, is, is don't skip those meals because it's going to, it's going to put off that hunger. And so we're going to be ravenous and we're going to want to eat everything in sight whenever we get to that next meal. And so don't skip meals, number one, because it's going to lead to overeating. But the other reason is, is we want to make sure that we're still feeding our metabolism. We want to make sure that our metabolism is functioning at its highest rate. Go back to, go back to that engine. You know, as that engine is running, the, the, the oil slowly starts to, to the oil level slowly starts to go down. So by eating uh, every, every, you know, two to three hours, we're, we're refilling that oil level. And so our metabolism is constantly functioning at a high level. But if it starts to get really, really low and then we skip a meal, well, it's going to get even lower. We're going to skip a meal. It's going to get even lower. So the next meal that we have to put in there is going to be have to fill it all the way up. Now, that may you may make a, 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 a you may justify your decision to eat a huge meal because you skipped two or three meals. But but you can't do that because your body can only process so many so many calories at one time. So if your body can only process 500 calories at a time, then you and you eat a you know 1500 or 1000 calorie meal, what what you're left with is 500 to 1000 extra calories that your body can't process and your body's just going to store it and store it as fat. So, you know, what you want to do is 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 make sure that you're eating every 2 to 3 hours and and don't skip those meals because that's going to lead to overeating, but it's also going to affect your energy levels. Your energy is going to go way down and your productivity at work is going to go way down as well. Um, not to mention, you're probably going to argue with anybody around you. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it, it, this happens a lot during, during the holidays, but what, what some people tend to do is they know that they're going to be eating, um, you know, they're going to be going to a holiday party, um, or even if they're going to be going to a, a dinner and they're going to have what's called a, you know, a cheat meal and they're going to eat bad. So what a lot of people will do is say, you know, I'm going to eat very little all day long today so I can eat as much as I want to eat later on tonight. And so I, I've, you know, I've kind of explained that your body can only process so many uh, calories at one time and digest so many calories at one time and whatever it, it can't, it can't uh, digest or process, it, it stores it as fat. And so 
A, you're, you're, you're doing, you know, one of the cardinal sins is, is skipping meals. So you're in a sense skipping meals or eating less than you're supposed to. So yes, of course, that's going to lead to overeating. And then you're going to overeat all the bad foods that you should not be eating. And, and so I'm not saying don't go eat the bad food. Don't go to dinner and have a nice dinner with your wife or your husband or your boyfriend or, or whatever. I'm not saying don't do those things. What I am saying is make sure that you eat your normal meals all throughout the day. And when you get to that dinner, chances are you're not going to eat as much and you're still going to have it. You're still going to enjoy it. You're still going to taste it, but you're not going to eat as much. And you'll be surprised of how much better you actually feel the very next day when you still were able to eat the foods that you enjoy, but you didn't overeat it so much that it affects you the next day, the next two days. Okay. So, you know, don't, don't skimp out on your calories now just so you can have a lot of calories later on tonight. And it doesn't work that way for a lot of metabolic reasons. Um, but also, I mean, it, all it's going to do is it's going to, it's going to hinder you more than it's going to help you at all. And so that's a, that's a justification that a lot of people, uh, will make. And so, so that you know it's speaking of going out and you know when you go out to the to these places you know it's i i don't go out a lot uh go out to eat a lot but when i do um i always make sure that anytime that i order my foods and you know i i eat a very healthy eating plan year round nonstop but i also like to live a little and like to go out with my friends um or like to have dinner with with people and and just and, and enjoy a nice night out so i want to make sure that i'm able to eat at restaurants and so the big biggest key that I'll tell you to do is, is anytime that you order foods at a restaurant, make sure that you order your meats dry with no butter, no oil. I'll give you an example. I go to, uh, to Mexican food places a lot, you know, in Houston, Texas, or just in Texas period, Mexican food is huge. And so there's tons of Mexican food places on every street corner. And so I like to try, try them all out. And so what I do when I go in, I order chicken fajitas and I order it just like this. I would like chicken fajitas dry, no butter, no oil. I would like my corn tortillas um, and I would like double chara beans and no rice. Um, and the reason why I order it like that, obviously the no butter, no oil, that makes sense. We don't want, we don't want to get all that sizzly stuff. Um, and a lot of people don't know, but when they bring fajitas, when you order fajitas in a normal fashion, they'll bring out the fajitas and they're sizzling everywhere. Well, what they actually do is once they cook the fajitas and they put them on that, that plate, they actually put tons of oil. I mean, it's probably a half a cup of oil on top of the fajitas to give it that sizzling action. And so they're adding so much fat to the process. But if you get it dry, no butter, no oil, they don't put any of that stuff on it at all. And so you get a nice, you know, lean cut of meat. Um, and so then I eat corn tortillas, um, if that's the route that I want to go to. Um, and then I'll eat the, the, the beans because that's a more natural carb. It's going to be less processed than, than a corn tortilla if I didn't want to do that. Now, the reason why I don't get any rice is because typically Mexican restaurants don't have steamed rice. Um, they usually have fried rice, Mexican rice. So that has a lot of oil and I understand that. So I'll just get, I'll just skip on the rice completely. I don't want to put it in front of me because I, I, I'm not that disciplined, so I may eat it. <laughs> so, you know, chicken fajitas dry, no butter, no oil, double char beans, no rice and corn tortillas on the side. If I want to do corn tortillas. And typically if I do the beans, I don't do the tortillas. Or if I do the tortillas, I don't do the beans. Um, and I have my protein and I have my vegetables as well. Usually they'll, they'll bring out some, some, uh, you know, peppers and onions, uh, with it steamed as well. Um, and so when you're eating out, just make sure that you always order your 
food dry with no butter and no oil. And, you know, the, what I want people to take out of this entire thing, all these four series, your carbs, your fats, your proteins, uh, is, is understand that you don't need to be afraid to eat. You want to eat. You want to enjoy foods. You want to, to season your foods and make them taste good. But what you don't want to do is you don't want to add a lot of unnecessary things that your body can't use. The iFit model basic, basic philosophy is, and it's, and I can sum it up in one statement, eat the foods that your body can use and don't eat the foods that your body can't use. And if you've listened to all three of these podcasts before, and now you're listening to this fourth episode, if you listen to all of them, you have a good understanding of what types of foods offer your body energy or what types of foods that your body can use. And you'll also understand what types of foods your body can't use. So at the end of the day, what you want to do is make sure that you're eating the foods that your body can use and don't eat the foods that your body can't use. And that's about as simple as you can make it. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up putting it all together. And that actually wraps up the four-part series of Basics of Nutrition. I am your host, Aaron Zambrano of iFit Model. And I want everybody to know if you have any questions about your nutrition or you'd like to get uh, some some more information or, or even get a, a customized meal plan, feel free to email me at info at ifitmodel.com. I also like everybody to to understand that that iFit model is actually going through a uh, transformation challenge right now. We've paired up with a wonderful organization out of San Antonio, Texas, the Healing Hearts Foundation, and what they do is they raise money for cancer families, people being affected by cancer, and they raise money for for these families. And we've partnered up with them. And everybody who joins our challenge now, we're going to donate a portion of the proceeds to that to to that foundation, and it's it's going to be our part to giving back. So go to ifitmodel.com, get more information. If you have any questions, feel free to email me at info at ifitmodel.com. I'm Aaron Zambrano and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the iFit Model podcast. Be sure to subscribe to get more strategies on how you can get the body, mind, and life you've always wanted through fitness, nutrition, and positive mindsets. Don't forget to share and review so we can continue to bring you the best content. 